There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, uh, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for a Tuesday. It's the 27th. It's February. We're almost to March. The NCAA tournament, despite all our college basketball teams blow. In fact, all our basketball teams seem to stink. You know what's interesting? I was thinking about this the other day. Michigan State might not make the tournament. They got three games remaining. They got to go to Hoosier Daddy Land, Assembly Hall. They got to go to Mackey, play Purdue next Saturday. They never win there. And they take on Northwestern on Senior Day at the Breslin. If they lose two or three, they might not make the tournament. Those are losable games. Michigan's horrific. They're not going to make the tournament. Could you imagine if the only Michigan team in the NCAA tournament is Oakland, their first place in the horizon? I'm told Central is a pretty good team, too. Maybe they make it out of the MAC. This could be the worst NCAA tournament of all time, but I'm still jacked. Love March. Baseball is getting more serious. St. Patrick's Day is a big party. And the big dance is fantastic. I love it, even though there might not be. Big-time representation from this great state. Anyway, let's jump into it. I know you got a busy day. I know you got things to do. I appreciate you tuning in and checking out the Daily Ticket. Please rate, review, follow, wherever you get your podcast. I actually have an idea I unveil later this week. I think you're going to like it. I got to clear it with the big wigs ahead, and we'll see if it works out. But in the meantime, I wanted to talk about Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes is in Indy at the Combine. It got started yesterday. All week in Indianapolis, they got the Combine. Do you watch the Combine on ESPN and the NFL Network? I don't. I know a lot of people that do. I've never gotten into the Combine. Running with like shorts and a t-shirt does not much for me. Now, what they should do, which would be awesome, they should make the interviews available. Not like when they're happening, but afterwards, after the draft, make like a Netflix documentary. The interviews of the combine, that's where the good stuff goes down. The questions that the GMs and the coaches ask and the answers from the players. That would be amazing. So Brad Holmes went on 97 won the Tickets morning show. It's a new morning show. You got Jimmy Costa, they call him Cookies, and John Jansen, Heather Park as well. Of course, Stoney is in semi-retirement. You'll still hear him all over there, 97 won the ticket. So Brad Holmes came on to preview the combine, and I want to play you some of his audio. I got about four or five cards. I thought he was interesting. He's a really good GM. I think we know that. But more than anything, there was one cut about Jared Goff that really piqued my imagination. I'll get to that cut last. I want to spend the most time on that cut because I got to be honest with you. I'll tell you what I thought when we get to it. Immediately when I listened to the cut, I thought one thing, and I don't know that you'll agree. So we'll do that. But Brad Holmes, let's get to it because the first cut I want to play you I thought Jim Cookies Costa did a great job introing the interview. 
Remember the last time Holmes talked to the media? He had all his receipts, even went at a couple of Detroit media members. Some people were offended. Some people found it funny and interesting, like myself. So listen how Costa introduces Brad Holmes. I thought this was good. We've got Brad Holmes, Lions general manager, uh, set to join us. They're calling him CVS because he's got receipts that go for days. Uh, he's joining us from day one of the NFL Combine. Brad, good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Good, good. To, good to check in with you. Combine kicking off today. I know last year you, you said, uh, what, 14 players with first-round grades. As you assess this year, is this a better class, strengths, weaknesses? Where are you at? Yeah, uh, well, first of all, I heard the CVS remark, and I've kind of been more of a Walgreens guy than CVS, <laughs> but I did appreciate okay. the lines. Uh, no, uh, Brad Holmes playing along, I like that. If you were wondering if Brad Holmes felt weird, putting the media on blast and keeping those receipts at that press conference a couple weeks ago, I think the answer is nope. He doesn't feel weird at all. I enjoyed that back and forth. But let's get on to more serious issues, okay? We all know the salary cap in the NFL is going up, up, up over $30 million more for each team. Brad Holmes at that last media availability already talked about don't really expect a big-name free agent. That's not how we're spending our money. He didn't say those exact words, but he got that message across. But now that you got over 30 mil more to spend, might that change? We're talking Chris Jones, Daniel Hunter, Ladarius Sneed, big time free agents. Would the Lions now be interested in them? Take a listen. I mean, with cap space, everybody goes up for everybody, but you guys are among you know, the teams with the most space. So, you know, and you were talking to the fans at your last press conference and maybe clarify. Are you guys targeting some of the bigger fish? Doesn't mean you're going to get them, but is that the plan given the cap space to target some of the bigger fish? Yeah, I, and that's that's very relative in terms of you know what what, what is a bigger fish. Um, you know, uh, we we've we've kind of we've kind of kept it pretty strategic and selective in terms of the resources that that we we've had, but it's very subjective of what you know you you deem a bigger fish. I, I think I have an idea because um, it's it's the quote unquote name, uh, but again, it, it, it's going to be the, it's going to be the same, it's going to be the same approach that we, we, we've always had because I know it's, it's, I think I said in that press conference, it's easy to win the headline. It's easy to win March. It's e like that. That's easy to win, but man, we're trying to win December, you know, and, and that, that's, those are two different uh, perspectives, and, and that's how you got to plan, and I think that's how you have to approach it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's subjective. I could give you names. I don't think you would tell me if you're in on Daniel Hunter or Chris <laughs> Jones or, hey, you know, to tell it. I, I, I've got to phrase it in a way to give you a chance to play with us here with it. Obviously, Brad Holmes says you don't want to win March. You want to win in December and January and, of course, February. The Super Bowl, of course, you know, was in February. But some of those big-name free agents could actually help you in December and January and February, but what do I know? But if you were hoping for a big-name free agent and thought to yourself, hell yeah, the cap's going up, now you got the money for that guy, I'm not quite sure that's going to happen. Another cut I found interesting. What about Michael Badgley? Lions brought him back on a one-year deal. I think we all thought the same exact thing. Why are you bringing back a kicker that nobody trusts? They didn't let him kick a 45-yarder in the NFC title game or even a 47-yarder. Why are you bringing Badgley back before free agency even gets going? Don't you want to go and get a better kicker? 
maybe draft a kicker. Brad Holmes answered the question. Michael Badgley signed. Is that a position that you guys feel comfortable with with him as the kicker? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Badgley, uh, you know, he's done a nice job. He's he's been he's been clutch. He's throughout his career. He's you know he's done what we've needed to do. So he's been good. Now you know, um, with all positions, there there'll be competition. Um, and Bad Badgley understands that. He knows there'll be competition. Um, but right now, um, I understand that, you know, he did a nice job. He signed, but he's still going to have competition. So they brought him back. Why? Maybe they're doing him a favor. Sounds like there's going to be competition. I have a novel idea. Maybe go get a kicker that doesn't need competition. You know, there are teams in the NFL that have kickers. They start every game. There's no competition every season. Those are their kickers. They're the starting kicker. Maybe go get one of them. However, I have this theory. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. Dan Campbell has no interest in kickers. He wants to go for it on fourth down more times than not, which is fine. But that is why they brought Michael Badgley back. What about picking later in the first round? First couple drafts for Brad Holmes, he had really early picks. Is there added stress? Nerves drafts in Detroit. Lions picking not till pick number twenty-nine. How does Brad Holmes feel about picking so late? I, I find more excitement in it. I, I just I feel when you're looking at the top ten, it's just kind of hard to mess up. In, in my opinion, you know, um, it's you got really good players, and you're trying to decide, you know, between you know Turks and Caicos and Grand Cayman. You know, <laughs> um, you're probably not going to be mad at either one but um but I think it's it's a lot more excitement when you're back there on the back end because you know you you, you got to deep dive it a lot more you got to really heavily scrutinize it and it's a lot of fun and um you know back my time with the Rams we found a lot of good players uh in, in those rounds you know not, not even in the first round but you know on on day two and I think we've proved that that we can do that here as well so um so I don't I don't have any um I don't have any uh, angst about not having that, that, that high pick. I'm actually excited. All right, so I love the part where he says, if you're picking in the top 10, I mean, it's kind of hard to mess up. Tell that to every other Lions general manager that we've had in Detroit. Brad Holmes loves the draft. I think that much is clear. He's really good at the draft as well. He might be the best drafter in the entire NFL. And I love that he's excited about picking later in the draft because that means you had a good season. Maybe he should trade up, though. Fans might get bored in Detroit. I just hope we have good weather. That's all I hope. All right. What about Jared Goff? There's been no extension. There's been reports that one could be coming. Will they extend Jared Goff? Do they just want to let him play next year? Maybe franchise him the year after? What's the plan for the quarterback, Brad Holmes? So it's a quarterback-driven league, and we know that that mm -hmm. one player is Jared Goff for you guys right now. How important is it, or where are you guys at in terms of the decision, but also maybe in the conversation of, hey, we don't want him to get into his last year. We want to extend him versus having to use the franchise tag in another year. Is this something that is a priority for you guys to extend Jared Goff? 
Yeah, obviously Jared did a great job, uh, and we do uh, collectively as an organization, we do have a sense of the direction that we want to go and proceed with Jared and, 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 and other players um, that, that are eligible for those discussions. But out of respect of the player, uh, out of respect of our process, we just kind of keep those conversations uh, in, internally, and once we have updates, we'll definitely make sure you guys know. All right, so I'm not going to lie. When I first heard that cut, and I still think it, I just did a radio show about it. The first thought that went through my mind was, are they going to extend Jared Goff at all? I understand there's GM speak. I totally get that. I've been doing this job for quite some time. I think I know GM speak when I hear it. The first thing I thought was, are they going to extend them? The second thing I thought was, well, of course they are, right? It was Brad Holmes that said it's a lot easier to get worse at quarterback than better. We know Holmes wants to protect the cap. We know the Lions have money. We know that Boomer Esiason said a potential contract is going to cost you four years, 200 million, 50 million a year. But again, the cap is going up. If you haven't decided that Goff is your guy yet, he's not your guy. I did a radio show about this on Friday. It's a really weird, bizarre dynamic in Detroit. Despite the fact that he's given you everything, Goff has accomplished stuff that nobody ever thought was possible in Detroit. And yes, you loved him while he was doing it. Thus, the Jared Goff chance at volleyball games and, you know, Meyer. However, it does seem like a whole lot of people have moved on from Goff now. Don't want him to be the quarterback. Don't trust him because he's not mobile. Why doesn't Jared Goff get the love in this state among Lions fans that he deserves? Why isn't it unanimous? We love Barry Sanders. Never won anything. You love Matthew Stafford. Never won anything. You loved Calvin Johnson. I did too. Didn't win anything and he left you. So did Barry, by the way. But what is it about Jared Goff? that he doesn't get 100% unanimous approval amongst Lions fans when he's accomplished the most stuff you never thought was possible. So when I heard the cut from Brad Holmes, and again, maybe it's coach speak, maybe an extension's coming down tomorrow. Maybe he doesn't want to say anything because the representation of golf could be listening and he doesn't want to screw up a deal. But I started to think for the first time, are they not going to extend him? If that's the case, then, What's the backup plan? Hendon Hooker? You got him in the third round. There's no doubt in my mind that Brad Holmes thinks he can play. He's only a couple years younger than Goff, which is kind of funny, right? But Holmes drafts a dude in the third round he probably wants to use him. Is that the legitimate plan? I wish the morning show would have asked Brad Holmes about Hendon Hooker. What's his role? Right now he's the backup. I don't understand why you wouldn't want Goff. I think Holmes wants him. But did you get the same vibes that I got? They're extending him, right? I think. Maybe. Why would you want to? The offense clicks. Ben Johnson came back to be with Jared Goff. Jared Goff runs that offense amazing. It's a top three offense in America. Not to mention Jared Goff's a top 10 quarterback. And he wants to be here. What's the problem? I know Pat Caputo, who works at the station, goes on and on and says, well, you know what? Let him play out next year, then franchise him the next year. That would be a $50 million hit 
in two years from now. So you don't want to pay him 50 million over the course of four years, right? 200 million, so 50 million a season, but you're willing to do it one year. And then what, you want to do it again? So then you're willing to do it for two years? I got news for you. If you give him four years, 200 million, 50 mil a season, in two years, that contract's going to look like a bargain because the cap is going up, 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 up. Quarterback contracts are going to do the same. They're going to go up. Why would you want to risk pissing them off? Jared, you've done everything for us. You've been the perfect employee. But we're not quite going to give you your money because what? He's not mobile? Again, I do think the Lions extend him. I do think Brad Holmes loves him. But that cut, again, could be GM speak. But that's what I came away thinking. Does he even want to extend him? What do you think? Comment section. Please. Before we let you go, I do want to get the comments. Yesterday's podcast was one of the more fun podcasts I've ever done. Talked about Patrick Kane going back to Chicago, the Chris Chelios jersey retirement. Chris telling Patrick not to steal his thunder. Then Patrick gets the game winner in overtime. And all those Chicago fans were forced to cheer Patrick Kane. Ah, uh, Detroit Red Wing now. They had to give a Red Wing, they hate the Red Wings, a standing ovation. It was the perfect freaking night. Not to mention, I got the Wings when they were plus 320s. So I made a little money on the deal as well. So people were commenting on the podcast. Let's see what we got here. Patrick E4444 says, great stuff, Jeff. Keep it up. I like that. How about this one? This is from user-wm8uv6ic4s. Detroit Red Wings hockey is back. It feels good to be talking about the playoffs again. Great show, Jeff, a.k.a. Riley's dad. How about that? Riley's dad. My daughter's friend is Riley. I actually took them both to work on Sunday, my daughter and Riley. And her dad is a buddy of mine. Nice enough to text in. By the way, her dad throws great poker parties. If you're a poker player, let me know. You want to go? I got some clout. I can maybe get you in. Thank you for the comment, Chris. I appreciate it. How about one more? Let's see. Jason Zula, 8,400. Extremely casual hockey fan here. Watch that whole game. Wow, wings are so back. I would agree with you. I lied. How about one more? Steven Digert, 7,600. Steven's always commenting, which I do appreciate it. He says, are you broadcasting from an electric bolt? No, yesterday I did the podcast for my car. It's a Tesla. But don't go crazy. It's not one of those $100,000 Teslas. It's like bottom barrel. It's a Model 3, not dual motor. I can tell you, my favorite car I've ever owned. I'm not a car guy, but I got sick and tired of paying for gas. Like, I'm not looking to save the environment. If it happens, cool. But I just wanted to save on gas. I drive from like Canton to Southfield multiple times a day. I was going through gas like crazy. I was dropping two, three hundred bucks a week, I feel. Not anymore. I just plug my car in when I get in the garage. It's ready for me to drive in the morning. I will never drive gas again. Freaking love that automobile. Ask my family. I'm constantly talking about it. Not to mention it farts. It does. It farts. You can watch YouTube in it. You can watch Netflix in it. 
and it farts. Did I mention that? We actually had a Girl Scout activity that we took my daughter to at the Michigan Humane Society. And I had to pull up to pick up some cookies that they had to give us. So I made the car fart and all the little kids loved it. Who doesn't love a bunch of farts? Anyway, yeah, I'll never drive gas again. That's going to do it for the Daily Ticket, everybody. I hope you have a great Tuesday. We'll catch you tomorrow on Hump Day. Goodbye.